Mighty God in heaven, we stand in awe of you, of your splendor, of your majesty, of your awesomeness, of your might, of your grace, of your love upon us. We are indeed grateful, we lack words to adequately describe your awesomeness, your love, and how much we appreciate you. We only ask that daily as we live, may our whole life be a pleasing sacrifice of praise unto you. Lord, order our steps in your word and lead us not into temptation, but from all evil deliver us. Bless us that we may be a blessing to others and may your word bring us enlightenment and strength for the day's tax. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just before we enter into Daniel chapter 9, there are still a couple of lessons that we need to um, glean out, we need to extract from Daniel chapter 8. So we're going to be doing a little review right now and um, probably introduce Daniel chapter 9. They are very much, um, um, they're very much uh, intertwined, they're very much related and you, you may be surprised how seamless it will look that we enter into it but thus far we've seen that our focus yes we're talking about a little one power but for me the focus of daniel chapter 8 and daniel chapter 9 is about christ just as every other team in the bible is about christ yes there are powers that be that try to usurp the, the system of god's governance but ultimately it is god and god alone jesus christ the holy spirit who is the temp the 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 central theme of the bible and we must be careful to place him as such when we discuss bible prophecy it is christ that is the central theme and must remain as our central theme as we study the word of god and uh, we looked in daniel chapter 8 of the ram that symbolized the meats and the pisha which was taken over by the he goat which we know that to be Greece and then the great horn came after the Roman Empire and the great horn we understand now to be the papacy okay we're making progress praise God I hope you are writing this down I hope you are studying yourself and I hope you are receiving some enlightenment going forward and then we see that the sanctuary and the continual ministry of Christ is what the great horn power was attacking in three different foods we saw those three foods to be setting itself up to be as great as the prince of foods taking away the continual ministry the daily and also bringing low the place of the sanctuary and we saw that he does this through the mass through the concession through the penance the eucharist the veneration of mary as mediator the papacy explicitly role all of this takes away man's attention from the heavenly sanctuary down to a man-made earthly sanctuary and what you know it's even more appealing is that we discovered that the great home power prospered it prevailed against the host the saints of god and the sanctuary of the prince for 2300 evenings and mornings days and we understand that to be 2300 years and when we look at daniel 8 verses um, 13 and 14 we saw that daniel was bewildered concerning the the vision which he saw he had a conversation between holy ones that were standing by the canal and one of the holy ones asked another one that how long will it take for the vision to be fulfilled and the response he got was that 
because it was asking the rebellion, the desolation, the, the trampling on the foot of the sanctuary, how long will it take in verse 13? And the reply was that it would take 2,300 evenings and mornings or 2,300 days or years as we know that to be in Bible prophecy and then the sanctuary will be reconcentrated or as the King James would say, the sanctuary will be cleansed, meaning that just like those threefold, the restoration of the threefold, the daily ministry of the prince of the host, the sanctuary of the priest of the host and the saints, which were trodden on their feet, will be restored. The 2300 day or year prophecy refers to a period within which the rebellion that leads to the desolation will take place, okay? And it is also within this text this time that the great horn power the little horn power we exercise his authority over god's people and usurp christ's ministry his heavenly ministry by instituting its own counterfeit parallels here on earth thereby as we studied eclipsing and obscuring that of the heavenly sanctuary to NS seekers and i believe that in many of all these denominations even in the papal system in the papas in the roman catholic system God's their NS seekers who are there that the devil is trying to obscure their relationship with him. And from the foregoing, it is obvious that the 2300 years prophecy covers from Daniel's time during the reign of the Persian Empire to a very distant time in the future. And the interpretation Gabriel gives him from verse 17 is quite in, in, important because it says, Son of Man, understand that this vision concerns the time of the end speaking about the 2300 days prophecy and you can see that also in daniel 8 verse 19 and as jesus relates to it in matthew 24 verse 32 to 34 i believe 32 to 34. notice also that after the end of the 2300 year prophecy it says that the sanctuary will be cleansed and we're going to be looking at that in a bit it's, there are different translation in English for the Hebrew word, that word cleansed or restored or reconcentrated um, in Hebrew is called the nifal in, in its passive form, the nifal or the niftash. And different translation explains that to mean the King James will say it's cleansed, the NIV will say reconcentrated, the, the New English translation will say to be put right again, the NASB says to be properly restored, the Revised Standard says to be restored to its rightful state. So the different um, um, translation and those who follow the King James Version hold to the view that the 2300 um, year prophecy that the heavenly sanctuary will be cleansed through a process of judgment and it finds its parallel in the day of atonement in Luke chapter in Leviticus chapter 16 and you know when we also look at that Hebrew word meaning cleanse to restore to justify to vindicate it kind of like like fits in in a way that cleansing it means that something has been desecrated, it has been defied or contaminated. And if we're not careful, we may think that maybe it's the heavenly sanctuary that has been desecrated, that has been defied or contaminated, that needs vindication. Yet, we must understand that the cleansing of the heavenly sanctuary is not, um, okay, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We, we would explain that in a bit. So, 
understanding what has been desecrated and defiled, we can now, when we understand what has been desecrated and defiled, we can also understand what needs to be restored and what needs to be reconcentrated uh, or needs to be cleansed. Now, what did the little great or the great horn um, desecrate? First of all, he took away, that is, he displaced the daily ministry of the prince, of the priest, he eclipsed and obscured the sanctuary of the of the prince. But we notice that he did not desecrate or defy the sanctuary of the prince because that was out of his reach, right? Heaven was out of his reach. He didn't desecrate or defy that. What he did was that he pointed man's focus away from the heaven down to the earth and God tried to restore that. Therefore, we can also you know, posit that at the end of the 2300 years prophecy, the sanctuary, the ministry of the prince of the host will be restored to his rightful place. And, you know, man's focus will no longer be limited to the things of this earth or that of heaven. And I see some persons shrugging. They don't understand this. The Holy Spirit will give us understanding. I'm going to be giving us some materials. So please join a TFI community. You can have access to some of these materials and you can request them from us. And it can, we believe it will be helpful to your study. So, the sanctuary being cleansed or restored is that God would undo what the great world empires and the great hunts have done and the ministry of the priests. And God ushers in a, 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 how will I put it now? Okay, God, give me the words that God ushers in another phase of, of ministry, another phase of the sanctuary ministry of Jesus Christ. And we can compare this as we look at Daniel 8 and Daniel chapter 9. So we look, we, once again, I want you to understand that the cleansing of the sanctuary in Israel affirms the ult- that ultimately sin will be removed and banished forever. And we also see that Christ's closing ministry in the heavenly sanctuary accomplishes exactly this. The exact details we do not have, but we are sure that what Jesus is doing is cleansing and removing our sins. Not the sins in heaven, because there are no sins in where God is. But the sanctuary cleansing is Christ in the heavenly place. Through his blood and intercession, he is also through his Holy Spirit cleansing our hearts. And Christ ushered in that phase of the Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, as we see in the historical um, parallel in the Jewish system uh, where the high priest goes into the the most holy place and he makes intercession for God's people. Now stick with me a bit and maybe you understand this. I'm praying for you as I speak and I'm also praying that God give us understanding to discussing prophecy through a podcast okay but the lord is our strength amen historically we see that the 2300 year prophecy began in 457 bc where um, the angels told daniel that from the going forth of the command to rebuild the the, the temple okay but that will explain so much more in the next lesson so let's not get ahead of ourselves also and around 1831 men like william miller in his bible study studied stumbled on the sanctuary message as he studied the prophecies of the book of daniel and revelation and you know 
then he and his followers decided to tell the whole world that indeed the time was coming for the 2300 day prophecy to be fulfilled he first of all posited different date but at the end, end of the day they agreed it to be 1844 and in their understanding they saw that the second coming of christ was going to be to cleanse the sanctuary which they understood to be this earth and why they adjusted the date finally to october 22nd 1844 um after they had chosen 1843, the Millerites, that's the followers of Miller, you know, were disappointed after they had prepared, after they had dashed and given out all that they had, they experienced a severe setback, that bittersweet experience as we see in or the sweet bitter experience in Revelation 10 verse 8. And because of that, many of them left the group because they were disappointed they studied the daniel prophecies they thought that jesus christ was indeed coming in 1844 because they understood that to be the end of the 2300 day prophecy and it was devastating for them that jesus christ did not return but there was also a very little group that remained and they began to seek god in prayer and true bible study this also represents the same classes of people we see in our society today and this is where we're going to be ending as we continue tomorrow why we try to understand bible prophecy and indeed the workings of god throughout history and even in our personal lives we get to those points where we we meet a brick wall we we think god says this but at the end of the day we do not see the manifestation of his promise or his word either we took his word out of context we presumed or we probably were right but it didn't just come out as we wanted it to be the job we didn't get it the relationship didn't work the marriage failed the the career seems to be in shambles it was crumbling down the head seems to be deteriorating and like many of the millerites we just give up we go away disappointed we even curse god and we resign to the fate of death but you see my friend there are always those classes of people who like shedrach meshach and abednego who like daniel we say even though our god does not save us yet we trust him and even when they meet with disappointment and failure they go back to god and they ask lord where did we go wrong what can we do better what lesson do you want us to learn and that's the mindset that i want to encourage you to take moving forward because in life you will meet a lot of disappointment god did not promise us that we will not face disappointment we will not face persecution but he gives us the assurance that he will be with us through it all and for lo i am with you always that's what he says in the storm but the storms will surely come my friend in the rain in the cold in the pain which will surely come god gives you the assurance that he will be with you to the end i want to encourage you to trust him even in the passages of scriptures that you do not understand do not run away from it wrestle with it even in this one you probably do not understand this fully wrestle with it wrestle with god he wants you to understand him he wants to be understood and if you would stay a little bit longer and wrestle with the most high he revealed himself to those who seek him with all their heart why you bow your heads do you feel like giving up giving up on god giving up on your dream giving up on your relationship do not give up why not trust it this time and ask for God's strength to move forward and ask for God's grace, ask for God's power 
asks for God's forgiveness, asks for God's, he says his grace is sufficient and indeed is sufficient to save you to the uttermost, asks for his mercy, asks for his understanding. Lord in heaven, this is our prayer. Please help us to be like the remnant group of the Millerites who went back to your world, who studied, who discovered through prayer, through Bible study, through trusting you, where they had gone wrong and where you wanted them, the lessons you wanted them to learn and the, 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 the destiny that you wanted to fulfill through them. And indeed, you have fulfilled a great, a great um, walk through they are not giving up. Help us not to give up on our dreams, oh God. Help us not to give up on you. Help us not to give up on our relationship, to trust you, to redeem us, to trust you, to save us to the uttermost. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you once again. Please share this to somebody you might be saving a life. God bless you.